This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Teaching your Hatchimal to dance. To teach your Hatchimal how to dance, cycle through the menu until you hear dance music and her eyes turn purple. Tap her head or wait three seconds to enter dance mode. Now it's time to boogie. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah! Allie's parents outside my window. Allie's parents behind a tree. I wish that Allie could see. That her parents are boning relentlessly and it's Allie's parents outside my window pane. Get her close! I have a pen. I have an apple. I have a And now. Landon is 11, you guys. So this could be a defining moment in his life on how we handle this call. Hey, Landon. Hello. What's going on, buddy? Well, I just wanted to talk about how much I like Wiener Schnitzel. Our feature presentation. <laughs> I wonder what little Landon's up to now. I miss him. I do, too. Good morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday, the 16th of October. Take it back to your dancing days, Allie. Oh, yes. Right? I made so many tips during that song. Sure. Yeah. Put them on the glass. <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot reference so early. <laughs> and for Bean. Yeah. <laughs> And I, and I delivered it as white as it could you be did. delivered, too. It, it was a it's gift. pretty good. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jensen, how are you? Oh, hi, friends. Hey, Allie. Oh, hey. Hey, Kim. Why, why, how come? What's, I can't imagine what it would be like to be in your 20s, as most of the Dodgers are, mm. and to be on mm. that stage with that kind of pressure. You know, you're out there, you know, pitching, and you're 24. You know what I mean? And, right. And everybody's watching, and it's all on you, and the hopes and dreams of an entire region are on your shoulders. Or you're the catcher. <laughs> <laughs> and at multiple points throughout the game, you are being booed in the playoffs at a home game. How how do you come back from that? I didn't. Uh, what happened? Well, I had another uh, pass ball. He, uh, we're talking about Yasmani Grandal. He had another pass ball. He had another, well, it was credited as a wild pitch, but you could debate that he should have been able to stop it. He uh, struck out a couple more times, including in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded. Oh. <laughs> Which is. What was the score? Four to nothing. Bases uh, were loaded. He was at the plate. And oh. he, uh, he didn't swing, did he? Nope. Three, yeah. What? Three? Yeah. Three balls. And it was, in a on row. The, it was on the anniversary of the Kirk Gibson home run. Yes. So a lot of people were like, here it is, our Kirk Gibson is. moment. Man. Um, he was the second out of the inning, and then Dozier comes up, and he strikes out. So that's how the game ends, with the bases loaded. But you're absolutely right. And by the way, uh, Fox played that, uh, that uh, Kirk Gibson home run package 
I don't know, about 10 minutes before that, Jensen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we were all primed for it. And I was thinking about Grandal. You know, I was thinking... This is his redemption. Look, everybody's going to forget all about what happened with the behind the plate if he ties this game up. He'll forget all about the fans chanting his backup's name. <laughs> yes. Were they really? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. Well, that's at least a- he handled it well. Well, he did say it was more us and not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry? We may have to go through that interview later. It was more who? The Dodgers themselves, oh, not okay. just him. Yeah. Oh no, no, the, the, fans. the fans. Oh really? Yeah, the fans uh-huh. and the media. Yeah. And the, the fans, media. the media. Him and and Kike did some some great interviews last night. Mm. Really made me proud to support this team. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Grandal uh, Grandal was saying how uh, hey, it seems to me like you guys care more about how I'm playing than I do. Which by the way is not a great endorsement. Yeah. No That's a problem. Uh, that shouldn't be the case. <laughs> no. Shouldn't be the case at all. He should be devastated, but willing to put it behind him to go on for the other day. And Kiki, you're right. He's like blaming the fans, going, "Oh, it was just dead in there. We had no energy. Nobody cared." You know, I mean, it was just, look, I know it's a tough loss and all, but that doesn't make it any better. No. Oh, agreed. That no. doesn't that doesn't pump you up for today. Maybe if you're mm-hmm. angry, don't say anything. Also, this is the only time L.A. cares about baseball. <laughs> it's it's true. true. Come on, it's we show true. up in the fifth inning. This is the only time we come for the first. <laughs> I did notice there were a lot of empty seats earlier that game last night. And I also noticed, and I want to know if you guys know anything about this, where the hell's Larry King? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. He Larry used to King. sit right behind the plate, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, her, er, for every playoff game, you always saw Larry King. He didn't die, and we didn't hear about it, did it? Well, even I if mean, he was, he'd be mummified. That's true. <laughs> he'd still be there. Yeah. They would have put him out there? Bernie Lomax style. Yep. Being you would have known, though, because you have that uh, alert on your phone for any celebrity that dies. So I think uh, he's good. I hope so. I hope he is. But... How about Mary Hart, though? Behind the plate, she just was... screaming at Grandal like his grandmother is pissed. Really? And I respected it. It was hilarious. Wow. Yeah, it was a it was a game. It was a game. A lot of opportunities. I mean, they were 0, yeah. 0 for 10 with men on base. Yeah. Which is Ouch. Not, not what you want. But no. um, I am uh, deeply invested in, as I mentioned yesterday, in the Dodgers winning a World Series while Vin, Vin Scully and and Tommy Lasorda are live. Right. So no more what happened last night, you guys. Yeah, they have a few weeks then for Tommy. <laughs> Tommy looks very old, guys. <laughs> they, inter- they interviewed him for one of these things, and I was like, oh, boy, this is uh, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> yeah. He can't walk anymore, no. right, Jensen? No, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, he's going to the big Dodger in the sky. Mm. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, so uh, go get him, Grandal. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so that's what I had. All right. I mean, good times. Look, I'm not trying to bum anybody out. I mean, the Dodgers. <laughs> no, well no, done. Guys, no, Dodgers, nailed the, it. the Dodgers are losing. Tommy Lasorda's dying. Everything's okay. We and we're not sure, that was we're not sure pep, about Larry King. That was quite a pep talk, Bean. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm saying is on top of all of that, let's not lose sight of the bigger picture, which is the Dodgers are a great team. There's a reason that they got to this point in the, in the season and in the playoffs. And they're only down two games to one in a seven-game series. Look. All right, here's can, what I'd like to say. They can mm-hmm. do this. That last sentence that you just mm-hmm. recapped, you uh-huh. weren't saying that at all. No, no. none of it. You the were saying the catcher was bored. Yeah. You were yeah. saying they were blaming the fans. You didn't say it's they're a great team. They it made it all the way here. the worst TED Talk I've ever heard. <laughs> <Also>. The worst. <laughs> I left halfway through and demanded my money back, and I think they're free. Well, I'll make this a more optimistic turn there as we go, go yes, into thank tonight's you, game. Save me. They will be starting Austin Barnes. In, That's right. In Okay, and replacing good. Grendel. So we have a, a fresh start behind the plate. All right. Okay. We could turn this around. If anything, 
Bean uh, has has jinxed the team before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By him being negative, mm. we have a positive uh, possibility. There you go. So this I, has to happen every time there's a Dodgers game now? Bean <laughs> has to come out and start talking about death? Yeah, we need a mental <laughs> breakdown. Okay. <laughs> I want them to win. You guys are missing the point. Well, I'm you're not saying the point then. <laughs> Okay. How do you say that? <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Bung bung. Uh, Mama Muggs watches the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, she does. Now, this is not last night, but uh, previous games, uh, Muggs has recorded his mom. Secretly? Who's the bean of Dodger fans. Yeah. Um, yelling at the TV. No. Yeah, secretly. She didn't know. But last night, the Brewers are up one nothing in the first inning. Right. So Mama Muggs would have been out pretty early, right? She doesn't watch if the Dodgers are behind. I mean, that's her rule. I don't know if it changes in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Okay, yeah. maybe so, yeah. We're not going to check with her because we're afraid her. She's, she'll be a jinx like Bean. We can only afford one on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Allie's nails are haunted. Yes, they are, Kevin. Thank <laughs> you. Didn't think that was possible, but yeah. okay. Allie does believe in all all things ghosts. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Right. I, this is this has been haunting me. Just this lead. All yeah. I was like, what is? It? Why are they haunted? Yeah. What is it, going on? It was a big, big weekend, Jensen. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West might be a little bit crazy. Mm, might mm. be is a strong term. Sure. Uh, ways people tried to skip paying the bill at dinner seems to be a big deal. Yeah. I this came up the other day. I have a friend who used to date someone, and boy. Did she make a cheapskate move in mm. uh, in a sushi dinner once? Uh oh! Oh boy, we we're gonna get into that one. A lot of different ways you could skip out on the bill and make your friends pay. Yeah, uh, well, Kevin just gets up and quote unquote goes to the bathroom. No, that's what I'm leaving. Being. That's I, not what I'm just trying to get out of the bill. I no, leave then, and, and that's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. That's how you get out of the bill. Is we never see you again. He just doesn't come back to the table. I'll be right back, you guys. <laughs> uh, we've got some DVDs of uh, Ant Man and the Wasp and a, a Blu-ray. Oh, these are Blu-rays. I'm sorry, not DVDs. And an Xbox. Yeah. Somebody's going to win the Xbox. Don't, please don't mess up DVDs and Blu-rays. And sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> Yesterday I said DVDs. Today I says Blu-rays. Okay. I assume it's Blu-rays. All right. Uh, and also comedian Taylor Williamson. Oh, we love Taylor. Love him so much. He will mm-hmm. be here in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie McKay. Hey, Bean. What's happening? Um, I have been really dropping the ball on Mega Millions, you guys. Right? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I mean, it doesn't really matter because I already have the ticket. Oh, so you're going to So don't shoot. waste your time See, and I didn't, effort. Yeah. I didn't know that. Should have checked with me. Yeah, uh, the jackpot for Mega Millions has reached $654 million. Jeez. With a cash option of $372.6 million, if you just want to walk away with that. There's been no winner since July. Where have you been? Honestly, this is the second highest jackpot in game history. You usually start mentioning it when it's about three, three fifty. I know <laughs> that was that was our cutoff. We're like, oh, two hundred million. Who cares? Who needs it's that? It's got to be over three hundred million. I have let this go, and I apologize. But maybe it's good because I would have had more people buying tickets, and you know that ups your chances of winning, right? Well, That's I, bought, what I understand. Yeah. I bought uh-huh. two, so I'm good. Okay, so uh-huh. well, you twice, doubled your chances. Chance. Uh-huh. Okay, well, yeah. Now, Allie, are you in that same story? Or does it also mention Powerball? Why, yes, it does, Bean. Thank you for asking. Because if you combine Mega Millions and Powerball, it's almost a billion bucks in prize money. Powerball, that next drawing, by the way, is tomorrow. $345 million for oh. that drawing. I have to win both now. You have to win both. Yeah, I was it's just going to go for one, but now I'm going to go for both. Yeah, so Mega Millions tonight, Powerball tomorrow. Wow. All right. All right. 
What would it take me to buy a ticket? <laughs> a billion dollars? Right. Here's the conversation I have every Because I drive right past of several places that uh-huh. sell lottery tickets. So right. every single time I go, you know what? You're more likely to get struck by lightning than the lottery. And uh-huh. then I think, same with the winner. Boom. Pull in, buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there, wrong. There was a guy in Southern California this weekend, Friday night, with the thunderstorms who went out to roll up the windows in his truck. And mm. while he was out there, he got struck by lightning. That it, sucks, because that ruins his luck for the lottery. Right. 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 But, but, but that's to Kevin's point, which is it's so unlikely that it's going to happen, but it just happened to somebody it who does, lives within yeah. a few miles of you this weekend. So anything's possible. Whoever wins it has the same odds I do. Mm-hmm. Right. No, because you won. Uh, uh, you I bought, bought two, two tickets. Oh, doubled my chances. That's right. Shenzen, you not, may not be aware of this, but you have never heard exasperated <laughs> listeners like when we talk about lottery oh, yeah. and uh, and doubling your chances in math and any sort of really statistics or odds yeah. we're not good. Well people know that it, I, and this is a fact. Okay. If you pick one, two, three, four, five mm-hmm. and your bonus is six just go in order mm-hmm. you have a really good chance of winning. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you buy two tickets Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You, you just I pay, see. You, you buy every ticket oh, till you're all the row. way done. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good tip. How Thank many you. of you? How much have you won? Oh, I've never won. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. But don't buy that many. So I'm going to start doing it. Okay. Someone's got to win, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Someone has to get struck by lightning. Hey, by the way, did <laughs> that guy good. die? No, oh, he good. did not. Oh. He he was wearing a rubber boots and a rubber uh, uh, coat, uh, uh, some some sort of coat. Is that he had a flasher, rubber in it. <laughs> Maybe he should have done like that. <laughs> but uh, I mean, his hat was all burned off, though. I'll mm. tell you. I mean, it was a serious Oof. lightning strike. Like yeah. he, got, he was real lucky to be alive. Oof. And lucky he had no clothes on underneath. Right. Just right. Coat, so it didn't burn anything. Right. <laughs> Why is he wearing a rubber coat? I don't know. <laughs> also, he can't live near a school, so that's good. Stop! <laughs> we need to do a deep dive. I like it. Um, sad news, because he only really announced it earlier this month. Paul Allen had revealed that he had started treatment for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, same type of cancer that he was treated for in 2009, and he has passed away at the age of 65. Microsoft's co-founder and philanthropist, he owned the Seahawks, he owned the Portland Trailblazers, by all accounts, just did great things with his money, was a uh, really good guitar player. Do you remember those stories of him just jamming with Mick Jagger and Bono? <laughs> That's and, crazy. Yeah, absolutely loved music. He wound up funding and designing the Experience Music Project in Seattle and devoted it to the history of rock music and dedicated to his musical hero, Jimi Hendrix. It has since been rechristened the Museum of Pop Culture, but that must have been big news in Seattle yesterday, Bean. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, with the Seahawks, everybody was devastated because he's one of the most popular owners in the NFL. I mean, everybody loved him, and he did so much for the city of Seattle, and also so much stuff. I mean, he gave away so much money. You know, he gave uh, money for uh, exploration to find naval ships that had gone down, you know, millions and millions of dollars. He donated to all sorts of charities in Africa. I mean, the guy just was very generous with his money. And by all accounts, the nicest guy in the world. And never married, by the way, and no heirs, as far as I know. Damn it. Final words were, why didn't we just give the ball to Marshawn? (laughs) 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 He he does have a sister who kind of worked for him, so I assume she's going to get everything. 
But, uh, yeah, it was a real, real sad loss. Yeah. When did he leave Microsoft? Like the 80s, right? Yeah, he left. I think he left about seven years in. Wow. He, he retired, yeah. Unbelievable story. Yeah. I would assume just with how much he did while he was alive and giving money away, I'm sure a lot of that is going to his favorite charities. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right. Well, some birthdays for you. John Mayer. Yeah. What? Big birthday. 41. And that, that is the big one, Jensen. It is. Yeah. As yeah. you know, you can start renting cars at 41. So. <laughs> is that it? Yeah. Also, Bob Weir's birthday, which he plays with them, yeah. right? Yeah, share a birthday. That's kind of cool. Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. Sure. I don't know why I find that weird. I don't either. Two people would have the same birthday. <laughs> well, Flee. because, there's, because there's like eight people in the band and two of them have the same birthday. That's a little unusual, I think. Thank you, Bean. What if they ever jam with Flea? It's his birthday, too. And then Tim Robbins is in the audience. Holy crap, happy birthday. All for you, gents. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It is the uh, Halloween season, so ghosts are in the news. There was a survey conducted uh, recently by, of all people, Groupon. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Groupon's involved. But the results were that 60% of people surveyed believe that they have seen a ghost. <laughs> Yesterday, Ali, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. Yesterday on the Today Show, Jenna Bush, who you know is a uh, frequent uh, guest on that show and fill-in on that show, was filling in for Kathy Lee. And she was telling a story about her and her sister Barbara at the White House and how they heard 1920s piano music as clear as day coming out of the fireplace in their bedroom. That's where they kept mm. the pianos then, is in the fireplace. Clear as day in the middle of the night, a week later, they heard opera music coming out of the fireplace. No one was playing anything. It was in the middle of the night in the White House. And she brought it up with one of the people who has worked at the White House for a long time and said, you're never going to believe what I heard last night. And he said, you're never going to believe what I've heard for years. <gasps> So I don't know if that means the White House is haunted, but oh, people who sure. have lived there certainly believe it is. I mean, how, what are the odds they heard something that somebody else was just playing in another room in the White House? Just bad insulation. Yeah. At 3 a.m. Yes. Yeah. The odds are... What do you uh, think it is, Bean? I don't know what it is. Oh, I see. It's a ghost. I, I, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't pretend to know. But Jenna Bush believes with all her heart that it was a ghost. So, hmm. I mean, Allie, you're in that 60%. You've told stories before about how your suitcases have moved and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. And apparently it happened again this week. Something happened to you. Listen, I can't explain what happened on Friday. But I will tell you this. It was bizarre, and it freaked more than one of us out. So, so it wasn't I, just you that was no, freaked out? Okay. No. So I get my nails done. Um, it's something called uh, powder nails, SNS nails. Look it up if you feel so inclined. But it's not a polish that you put on. Okay. The color is actually powder. Okay. A lot of people are very Seems confused Seems like it'll right come now. right off, but go ahead. Um, you, do, you do that because of an allergy to the other kind, yes, right? Yes, I'm okay. completely allergic to the smell of uh, nails. Anyway, here's what happens. They finish the nails. I go up and pay. By the way, I had gotten Halloween nails. So I did four fingers on my right hand black, mm -hmm. one finger orange. Okay. The other hand the same. Halloweeny, in the spirit. Dig it. She loves Halloween. I can tell by her nails. 
Know what I'm saying? Yes, we do. So I go up and pay, and they're like, oh, those look great. And I'm like, yeah, they do. And then I look down, and I see this, like, smudge appearing in one of the nails. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Just like minutes after they put it on? Minutes after it was finished. See, that lady, she saw my nails, too. It was this (laughs) smudge that was coming up to the surface. And I said, what is this? And I showed the woman, and she's like, I have never seen anything like that. And she goes, what is happening to more of your nails? And we looked down. And more of the nails were getting this weird smudge. I've, yeah, I've gotten my nails done a ton of times. This has never happened. And uh, excuse me, I just have to ask because mm-hmm. people listening are thinking, and it's not like they were still wet and no. you brushed them up against no. something to smudge. Okay. And these, the reason for pattern nails is it's not a color, so you can't chip it, you can't smudge it at any point. It's actual powder that settles into your nail. I can't explain mm. how it works. It's goddamn magic. But I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And she said, do you have time for us to redo it? And I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. Got a baseball game to watch. I did have time. (laughs) But I actually had to go to dinner that night, a whole situation. So I went back on Sunday. Okay. And they, the woman was there, and she's like, I told someone about this. They had never heard of it. And they said, we're just going to buff your nails down, and then we're going to reapply some sort of sealer, and then a clear coat on top. You'll be fine. Okay. They start just doing the buffing and she goes okay this is weird it's like coming up more when we buff i'm like ew do you think my nails are possessed i'm just joking around like ew it's halloween is it ghost what's happening it's getting louder so here's the thing on one nail she goes this is an outline of a ghost and i said no it's not so she buffs it more and she goes it's getting darker the like outline of the ghost is coming up more and more. Now people are crowding around my nails. One woman looks terrified, like I somehow am this weirdo witch. And she's like, what do you want to do? Oh. And then the cable went out and the electricity went out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So here's what happened. I wound up getting them taken off because I started thinking about the Brady Bunch and that voodoo episode when they wore that necklace. And now everyone that touched the necklace had voodoo. Then I was worried about the girl that was doing my nails. Like, did I pass along this weird possession to very, her. Very reasonable. You're very in, reasonable. Insane. It's completely rational. And I started thinking about the Brady Bunch. There were ghosts <laughs> in my fingernails, is what I'm saying. Okay, but why but why, look, this is like when you see something in the sky and you don't know what it is, so you mm-hmm. assume it's aliens. Right. Why ghosts and not just something to do with the products being used on your nails? Like, is this more of a chemistry problem than it is a supernatural Did problem? Did I not say I had done Halloween nails? You said that you didn't right, mention that. still you. could be what Bean was saying, no, which is some kind of chemical. Because okay. look, I got my nails redone, mm-hmm. different color. See any ghosts? No. Want to know why? Because they're no longer possessed. Maybe it was a bad batch of powder that they used on your nails first time around. Could have been. However, they had used it just a few clients before. No ghosts. <gasps> wow. Bitches really do be crazy. So you say you're not the only one who is sort of freaked out? Oh, I- People there were freaked out. If you were to call the salon, they'd be like, Let's it, call was, them later. it was weird. Let's do it. Let's absolutely do it. People were like, this is bizarre. We've never seen anything like it. And we were kind of like laughing, but you know that nervous laughter when sure. you know at some point oh, something, something else, bad is going to happen? Right. Yeah. So you're telling us that your fingernails, uh-huh. not your fingers, nope. your fingernails Thank you. Uh-huh. are haunted. Yes. They are possessed by some sort of demon and had I kept those nails, there's no telling what could have happened, Kevin. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I hear you believe in a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Jensen Carp, who you have been hearing on the uh, Kevin and Bean Show in recent weeks, uh, wrote a, uh, I'm going to just say it, best selling book. Thanks. A couple of years ago, Kanye West owes me $300. I have bad news for you, Justin. What? <laughs> You're not going to get your $300. Oh. I don't think Kanye remembers what he said last week, not to mention borrowing $300 from you 15 years ago. Yeah. He has those eyes now where it's like there's they're sort of buggy and crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think anyone who has those is not paying back a debt. I think you're right about that. Now, Kanye's been in the news a lot lately. I'm not sure why, but he uh, uh, he uh, deleted all of his uh, social media after that uh, that visit with the president at the White House. And then a few days later, he was in the country called Africa, as he put it. And he is working on his new album. And he decided that he was going to reactivate his Twitter and just sit down and, and break it down for the people. And he did about 10 minutes. Was uh, there anyone talking to him? No, he was just just, just him just talking into his phone for about uh, 10 minutes, and he had a lot of thoughts on his mind, and here's how it started. I just want to talk about mind control. You know, when people try to influence you through social media and try to tell you what to do, or if you post something that's, like, positive or Instagram and it gets taken down, if it's not a part of a, a bigger agenda, you know, that's, like, mind control. Now... This sounds like a conspiracy theorist to me because nobody is taking down <clears throat> Kanye's positive posts from Instagram because it's rubbing somebody the wrong way. It's right. not part of an agenda. I mean, this sounds, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit delusional, doesn't it? Yeah. That's not happening. A lot of these sort of crazies have become focused on like shadow banning and all these terms on social media. Like it's almost the new place for paranoia. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of these people think they're being taken down or Twitter is censoring them or people aren't seeing their posts because of their political uh, beliefs. Like it is a new space for crazy. It is. And it kind of reminds me of this Saturday Night Live when he was saying afterwards that everybody was trying to get me to take off the hat, the MAGA hat. And the people who work at Saturday Night Live said he wore it every day, all week long, including on the show, and no one ever told him to take it off. Hmm. But he's convinced that there's some, there are these forces against him. I mean, it is a major sign of mental illness. Yeah. It's sort of like cyber, like uh, these uh, group stalking, you know, about that kind of process where they're like, someone's after me, everyone's after Mm -hmm. me. Like, that is a major sign of paranoia and and mental illness. And he doesn't want to get help or isn't getting help. He's not on meds. Not on meds anymore. All right. He's talking about people trying to touch his brain here in this clip. I feel like when people try to tell me what to do, I feel like they're touching my brain. Like, for a woman, she doesn't want nobody to... She wants to be in control of her body and choose who she wants to give it to. And no one can come up and touch it or or take it or tell her what to do with it. It's up to her what she does with it. So I feel like that... With uh, my mind. By the way, um, <laughs> I'm know, sorry. Women, women have brains too, and, <laughs> and they could be worried about somebody touching their brain too. It's not just their bodies they have to give away. But he is going to explain a little bit more about what he means here. Like it's all these people, people trying to control us and say that we make us all monolithic thought, and they're trying to control our mind. They're trying to control my mind. And when someone tries to tell me what to do, tries to tell me what I can wear and not wear, I feel like they're touching my brain. Imagine you, like, cut your, like, skull open and somebody, like, touched their brain, touched your brain with their hand. How that would hurt you. 
That's how it hurts me when people try to tell me what to do when I'm going for my heart. Thoughts? Is it possible that that, that are, there are people around him who love him that are telling him, hey, dude, back off a little bit. Maybe take your meds. And he sees that as people telling him what to do. My concern is he is in Africa without family, without loved ones, probably surrounded by yes men that are like, dude, Periscope. Yeah, that's a great idea. If you've but then ever, who's telling him what to do? Uh, he's in the... Th- to me... Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I've been around enough people in the throes of mania that he's having a manic episode. Mm -hmm. And the fact that nobody is stepping in is devastatingly sad to me. Like Dr. Drew, if he were in charge of this, would get would get Kanye into a hospital. Yes. Right now, yeah. right? I mean, I think we'd try it. You can't. We'd try, yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, if you don't understand what Kanye's saying, it's not on him, you guys. It's on you because mm. he is talking, as he says, talking clearly. Like, I've, I've for- forgotten how to talk not clear because I'm so programmed to talk clear, to sound so proper. Now, I will say that one of the things he's doing uh, for his mental health, his mental well-being is mantras. We will say what we feel. Not what we're programmed to think. We will say what we feel. We will do what we feel. We will do what we feel. We will do what's happening. What we feel. It's repeating. We will say what we feel. We will say. You see, I did that as a mantra. I did it multiple times. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, I I do know he's repeating a lot of stuff that he hears on like uh, Jordan Peterson crap YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Like he's just sort of repeating these red pilling right wing oh, weird. No. Like he it's all just like formulaic books. He's just regurgitating. You are discounting how smart Kanye West is. Okay. You know, I just got back my IQ scores and they were Minster level one thirty three ninety eight percentile. Like, straight-up Sigmund Freud, Tesla vibes. I mean, he's Tesla smart, you guys. Tesla vibes. He he did drop a couple of uh, bombshells on me that I was not aware of. For instance, are you aware of this? You know, I just got back my IQ scores, and they were Minster level. That's not the yes, record. I'm I aware of that. that. I just you know that, heard yeah. it 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I heard that. I know but that I, one. But have you heard this? <laughs> like, one of the things they do, like, as soon as you get money, they, they make you buy a house. Like, I got this house. It ne- it's never finished. Did you know that they made you buy a house <laughs> when you got money? I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware of that either, but apparently. <laughs> like, the, f- the house is just never finished. It's just costing money after money after money. It's like this big plot. Apparently, it's big house is the plot or something. Hmm. They-, they forced him to buy this house. All right, a couple more clips from Kanye. This is him uh, on his uh, social media from Africa. We work from our heart and our spirit. We're not corny. We work from our heart and our spirit. We not corny. We work from our heart and our Stop spirit. It. We not corny. If you corny people, that's control. Too strategized. Too planned out. Too much of an agenda. Too much of an angle on everything. We don't have to do that. Aww, I feel bad. You should. It was like, this is uh, very sad to hear. We were kids. We were children hanging out, basically, in our late teens, early 20s. He was nothing like this. He was weird hmm. and strange, but like in an adorable way. And like, yeah. he would like rap to waitresses that came and took our order and stuff. <laughs> like, he was very strange and would, you know, loved performing and I don't know. This is just a bum out. Well, that's because you are forgetting that you were wrong about that because <laughs> social media told you that people didn't like me, but everybody loves me. Mm. Everybody loves Jay. 
But if you read social media, it makes you think something different. Everybody loves yay, you guys. Mm. What are we going to do? I mean, I don't think any of us can do anything, but... Somebody should, right? I sure hope he gets back on his meds. I do, too. But even when he was on his meds, I think there was issues. I mean, I, I, I guess it's it's one of those dudes that needs to be taken out of uh, the universe that revolves around him. He's so mm-hmm. egocentric. He was egocentric before he was famous, right. let alone the biggest musician in the world. So I think and, it's just about pulling him out of this element. And that's uh, going back to Dr. Drew again, because obviously he has so much experience with uh, you know with addiction. And, we, and he has mentioned this many times, especially after the uh, celebrity rehab. That's the hardest part for celebrities to realize is that the world doesn't revolve around them and that they're not special and they think they can beat it on their own and they can't. They're yeah. just like everybody else. Yeah, this is a guy who's and they, ranting against the work. Yeah, he's ranting against social media on social media. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. just concerned that um a man that needs to be pulled out of this environment married into the environment. Oh yeah. I mean that and didn't that's help. Didn't help. A huge problem and is there no one in his life from his childhood somewhere that can step in and say we need to get you back on track. This is not okay. Or maybe some sort of intervention with people he he likes and cares about like like Chance the Rapper, you know, people like their Kid Cudi, those types of people maybe they could get around him and talk him into something. I don't know. Yeah, Swiss Beats has been um kind of vocal about that and I, it doesn't seem like he's very successful either and he's known him for years. I, I don't know. I can't tell. It I seems... feel like if you have that level of society and and, and success and money, you can sort of create a world around you where you don't have people like that. Oh, that sure. Don't... Tell you that you need help. God, I hope well, I get too rich and famous that you guys can't even control me. <laughs> Isn't that a goal? Good luck with that. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. All right, let's let's uh, let's give away some, we have some Blu-rays of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is out today. And we also have a custom um, Xbox One X console that we're going to give away to one of the five winners. That's so smooth. Five games, mm-hmm. and then we do a grand prize drawing for the Xbox One. That's when, you, when you do the Xbox stuff, I like it. Because I screwed up? No, it's just like I can see your like Xbox, whatever this is. <laughs> this one actually, this one actually looks kind of cool though. It's a custom Xbox One X. Yeah, the photo we saw, a photo I was like, that's kind of sweet. Right. What makes it different, like the One X, Kevin? It's stronger. Yep, and I got it. There you got it. It also has like a cool skin on it, which we saw in the other room. The uh, game is called Famous Ants. Mad Men and the Wasp. On Blu-ray, we'll make your day. Make your day. So come on now and name the famous ants. I know you can. Don't say you can't. Famous ants. Famous ants. Famous ants. Ants. Ants in your pants. Name the famous ants. Famous ants. Look, they can't all be hits. Yeah. <laughs> we ever put a camera in his little office just seeing him scream these things into a Rock microphone? Out. That is funny. Uh, all right. Yeah. Jed said you were going to be asking the callers a question that yes. will require them to know a famous ant, I guess, right? Yeah, or something this ant is from. It's just all involving ants, guys. Okay. okay. All right, let's give it a try. And if you get it right, you win the Blu-ray and are qualified to win the Xbox. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk to Omar and La Puente. Heather. Hey, good morning. Hey, Omar. This ant, originally played by actress Janet Hubert and then unceremoniously replaced by Daphne Reed, helped Will Smith transition from the mean streets of Philadelphia to the cozy comfort of Bel Air. Name that ant. Uh, and Yes. Um, He's halfway there. So far correct. Uh-huh. Ant. Uh... Angina? No. Damn. 
Well played, Allie. Mm. Well, let's, let's go to Travis and Irvine. Hi there. He should was, say uh, what the name is, was, though. Oh, I don't know him. Tell him. No, I will. It's Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv. That's what we're that. looking for. You should know that. All right, Travis, hi. Hey, guys. Hey, Travis. This aunt has been portrayed by Rosemary Harris, Sally Field, Marissa Tomei, and soon the voice of Lily Tomlin. She takes care of Peter Parker, the alter ego of your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and she's very kind. Name this aunt. Aunt me. Hey. Hey, All right. That's one. Let's go to Tony in Ontario. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, guys. Here we go. Aunt talk. And girl. Aunt Becky. (laughs) And girl. (laughs) Aunt Becky, portrayed by actress Lori Laughlin, was the wife of Uncle Jesse, the co-host of Wake Up San Francisco, and helped raise characters played by those pesky Olsen twins. What show was this aunt found on? That would be Full House. Yes. Famous Ants. Well done. All right. All All the guys and the girl, thank you for calling. (laughs) Max and La Habra, hi. Hey, what's up? All right, Max. The animated twins that are heard here are the most well-known ants in Springfield. When are you going to wake up and smell your husband, Marge? Granted, you got some kids out of him. But when the seeds have been planted, you throw away the envelope. (laughs) Who are those famous ants? I don't know. I can't think of it. Oh, come on. Get off my phone. (laughs) That was was Patty and Selma. Patty and Selma. Mm. All right. Why do you hate Ant-Man, dude? Seriously. Let's go to Rahab in Huntington Beach. Hi. Hey. Hello, Rahab. This pretzel Hello. chain with more than 1,500 locations can be found in shopping malls, Walmart stores, airports, and Aunt amusement parks. What? Aunt Annie's pretzels. She got it. Nicely done. Famous ants. Famous ants. All right. Let me say how much I like the cinnamon pretzels they have there. No, It's a little rude, Ken, interrupting, but yeah. I guess she gets the prize. She's a winner. Let's go to Kung in Huntington Beach. Good morning, guys. Hello, Kung. Hey, Kung, uh, do you know Rahab? No. Because they have wacky names, Pete? I just figured they might all hang out together. All right. Uh, They must have missed the last meeting. Uh, Here we go. This British musician gained popularity alongside the ants and was the front man for hits like Goody Two Shoes, Ant Music, and Stand and Deliver. Name this ant. Oh, man. Uh, You know this. I don't know. Uh, You know this. Coon? Oh, that's Adamant. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Good pull. I'm thinking of it over. Yes, Adamant. Adamant, there you go. Wait by, the way, yeah. by the way, Kevin uh, said Kung, just for folks who are just barely listening. K-O-O-N-G, yes. Right. Thank okay. you for terrifying right, so me. I believe that is four, four. winners already, yep. right? So yep. we only have one more, then we do the grand prize drawing, and Kevin explains how the Xbox works. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Gary in Bell Gardens. Good morning. Hello, Gary. Going uh, once, going twice. Not a, not a good start, Ironically, he, it right. says he's a cable installer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Miguel in North Hollywood. Good morning, Miguel. Good morning. Hey, Miguel. Uh, what former slave... Uh, wait, sorry. When? Well, that's a weird way to start. When former slave Nancy Green was hired in 1890 as the spokesperson for a syrup company, her signature look of a bandana and apron became a worldwide symbol of sweet. Name that aunt. Is that Aunt Jemima? Nicely done. Famous aunts. I am very impressed with our listeners, by the way. Me too. I would have gotten two of those. Congratulations to Rahab and Kung and Miguel and is it Tony and Travis? They are all in the drawing. Somebody is going to win the Xbox One X. Please be Kung. Let's find out who it is, Miss Emily K. The winner is 
Tony. Oh, Tony. Oh, Why do you hate Tony? Congratulations, Tony. All right, for the girl. Oh, <laughs> famous dance. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. All right, Jensen, you had an incident recently we need to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i all for family dining. You know what I mean? Like, family style. Mm-hmm. So you order, like, three or four things for the table, and everybody shares. Yes. Okay. I love that. I, I love that, too. Great. Yeah, it's great. Here's the problem. You got to kind of commit. You got to sign this contract when you're doing it that everyone's going to split the money. Right. No matter what they eat. Yeah. You just split it, whatever your Even if someone is. says, I'll take the lobster. And the other guy says, I'll take the rice. Mm-hmm. You got to split it. I mean, yeah, or total chaos, yeah. right? Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. so now, now, is the one exception to this rule, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to hijack your story, but Please. is the one exception to this rule if there's one person or a couple of people who are drinking a lot? I am, and, I, that is part of the that's contract. That's a great question. Okay. That's part of the contract. It so, is. No, I'm saying, like, you're allowed to pull out on that one. You can, oh, you I can okay. say, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not drinking. So if so. you agree to the food, just split food. it. Food. Yeah, mm-hmm. the drinks, ways. drinks aren't family style. I'm okay. not pulling from your Bloody Mary, you weirdo. <laughs> so, so basically, uh, you get that situation. In sushi, this happens a lot. Okay. If you're a sushi fan, you know, you kind of, everyone's got to take it. Just share. Get something from the table, everybody tries it. Yeah, so yeah. I went out with a bunch of people. Someone ordered uh, a fancy specialty roll, a caterpillar roll, if you mm-hmm. need to know the detail. And those are like 13 bucks. It's not, a, that's an expensive roll. Right. Uh, and so, goes into the mix. When the bill came, she looked down and said, well, I only ate three of these, nope. so I'm only going to pay $4 what? on this Caterpillar roll order. No. What? Yeah. So you Not ordered only... it family style, and yes. then she said, I'm only going to pay for the exact amount that I ate. Yes. But... And I wouldn't be able to check her math. No. And no, Who knows? <laughs> right? gotta, three gotta... pieces equals this? I don't know. i got to get an abacus or something. Oh, start working no. out. But I... <laughs> Murder. <laughs> no, I don't think it's quite at that point. But I will say that even in a case where they, if she would have said, I only ordered the Caterpillar roll and put in like 15 bucks or something, that I even would have allowed in the contract. Sure. But I think... You bend a little. Yeah. It's so out of contract to not only not split the entire order family style, but to also not pay for your entree. The right. one you ordered as the lead. Right. You are now just picking apart how many you ate and then saying other people ate from your order. Yeah. Okay, so what's the reaction then? I mean, I guess it depends on how close the people at the table are. But yeah. what, what's the, what do people say to that person who's trying to cheap out? It was utter disgust. Uh, mostly silent. Did anyone say anything? No, it was mostly silent, but then we were like, you gotta, you gotta pay for your whole entree. And then she was like, oh, 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 uh, okay. And then paid just for her entree while we paid (laughs) for all the entrees. That's crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. It was not, and also my friend's not dating her anymore. <laughs> like that was the sign. That, that we was had. the breakup point. Yeah, oh, breaker. Absolutely. How wow. long into the relationship were they? Uh, like eight months. <gasps> and we were like, nope. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> not That's for it. me. Not for me. <laughs> we had a producer early in our career named Frank, and he was the cheapest man alive. Mm-hmm. And he would walk around with what being one to three dollars. Oh, yeah, I never saw him carry more than $3 in cash. And it would be a point of pride for him to have that $3 at the end of the week. So he didn't spend any of it. Like, that would that's his goal. Wow. So we'd go out to eat, and it was always the same. Bean and I would reach for our credit cards or whatever, and he would just sit there. And then the bill would come, and then Bean and I most of the time would just give our credit card and just go, he's not going to. And then at some point, Bean said, you know what? Let's just 
sit there and wait for Frank and wait see what out. he does. Yes. Frank pulls out the wallet slowly. <laughs> Another two minutes of talking. Great. Bill's still there. Wallet not open. Frank looks down, sort of opens the wallet, but doesn't look at the cash yet. Mm-hmm. And remember, George Washington got blinded by the sunlight when Frank opened his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so then we waited. And I just remember this one time we specifically waited just to see how long it would take him to throw in his credit card or to do whatever he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, to at least offer because he had had a hundred free lunches oh, in a row. Man. So <laughs> then he opens it up and he sees one to three dollars, which is all he ever had. And mm-hmm. he just says, oh, you know what? Um, I don't have the money. <laughs> and he always, he we knew what he made. He had plenty of money to right. pay a bill at a stupid, we eat at crap places. I mean, right. it's not expensive. It's probably eight, nine bucks or something like that. He just would always do, it was always his move, slowly to the pocket, hold on, slowly to the wallet, open it slowly, look at the dollar, can't help. Did, mm-hmm. live, did he live off the grid? Why did he not have a credit card? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we are going to be uh, taking your calls on this. If you have uh, situation stories where somebody has cheaped out on the bill, figured out a way to not pay their fair share, we want to hear about it. 1-800-520-1067. The other move that Frank had is that he, we would go out to eat and he would be like, I'm not going to get anything. Oh, that's right. I don't, oh, I can't, no. I don't have any oh, money. Yeah. Right. He's a martyr. It, it, I can't pay it, for right. anything. It wasn't that he couldn't afford it. Again, right. that's important, okay? It's like he didn't want to pay for it. So he was like, I'm just going to have water, you guys. But you go ahead and eat whatever you want. Because And then what option do we have? But all right, Frank, we'll get you something. We'll yeah. pay for you it. Have to, you have to. At that to. point. Because he's our friend and our producer. He was our producer for like four or five years. He did that every <laughs> single meal we ate. Think of all <laughs> yeah. the money he saved up right? working on this show. Well, he's the richest guy in Tennessee now, I'll tell you that. It certainly paid off for him. So those are a couple of uh, strategies of trying to get out of paying the bill. We want to hear from you as well. 1-800-520-1067. Your call's next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Let's take one phone call on people trying to get out of paying for dinner. Ken in Garden Grove. Good morning. Morning. So who was it and what did they do? So it's a uh, friend to friend. It's kind of like a roommate situation. When we go to dinner and the bill is like nine ninety nine. They throw in exactly 10 bucks, no tip, no tax. Oh. Every time. They do not understand economics at all. That's weird. Did you bring it up to them? Every time, and then I'll tip uh. every time we go out. <laughs> and by that, you mean crappy service, of course. Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Very good. Yeah, that's uh, that's uncool. That's not a friend you go to dinner with, I, I mean, think. It, d- it does seem like a tip should be included. And yeah. Also, Ken's the guy who dropped the S word on our show. That's so. true. <laughs> that's, that's true. So you're saying they're all garbage people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if he has to pay a little extra because of that, I'm not mad. Look at those phones, you guys. A lot yeah. of cheap people out there, huh? A lot of cheap people out there. Uh, from the 626, I have that one friend that's never hungry until you pay. Me, let's go get some food. Him, I'm not hungry. Me, it's on me. Him, okay, let's go. <laughs> and gets the most expensive thing he can. That's one way, I guess, to get out of paying the bill. I mean, at bill. least that person is sort of saying up front, I don't want to pay for it. Right. right. Before you get to the restaurant and the bill comes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little better, I guess. Let's go to Juan Newport, line one, 1-800-520-1067. We're finding out how your free, your friends are cheap when the bill comes at the end of a meal. Juan. Hey, hey Juan. Hey, what's up, guys? Bong, bong. Bong, bong. Hey, tell us uh, who it is and what's their move to get out of paying. So I was with uh, six of my 
friends, and uh, they invited me for my birthday after the Korean barbecue. And as you know, they have a bucks or something. Mm. So we're all eating, having a good time, whatever. They had a few beers, I don't drink. So we're just chilling. And at the end, the bill comes. Dude, I don't know sorry. what's happening. I don't, yeah. yeah, this phone is not uh, working. I'm sorry, Juan. We're just, we're, we're losing you, dude, but thank you. Was was his story headed toward a birthday? Is that what it was? Yeah, the, his, his siblings, his brothers took him out for his birthday, and he ended up having to pay for it. <laughs> oh, well, that's not how that's supposed hey, to work. Dean, you remember when we got taken to lunch the f- before we started at K-Rock? Mm-hmm. The boss that took us out at that time, yes, in the in the lunch before we were hired, didn't yes. have money to pay for it. That is oh. correct. <laughs> That's correct. That we, wasn't your sign. Totally forgot about <laughs> it. We paid for our pre-interview lunch. Totally yes. forgot wow. about that. That is exactly what happened. <laughs> All right, let's go to Birdthor, which is a real name on line six. He has stopped going out with people to eat. Has stopped. Birdthor, is that right? Because of this? Because of the controversy over who pays? That's true, party people. What? Tell us about it. How'd you get to that point? Well, basically, it's kind of one of those things where kids are best friends, and they're not exactly, they're not bad people, but they're not the people you normally would have hung out with except for your kids being friends. Oh, I see. Okay. Every time we go go out to eat, it's almost like um, they don't add in their drinks. They barely put down enough to cover their entrees. he just drinks down the beers. The kids order, of course, like a hot chocolate at OJ and take one sip. Right. And then, um, you know, it comes and you're paying for all their drinks and all the tips. Uh, and then it gets to the point where you have to be the blunt, mean guy and be like, we need separate tricks. <laughs> and then it just got to just gets to the point where you're like, you know, every time it comes up, I'm like, no, we're, we're not going to go out to eat with them. Not worth it. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. Nope. I don't blame you. Um, I can, I don't remember the last time I was involved in a separate check situation. Are those uncommon for you guys as well? No, they're common. I do them all the time. Yeah. yeah. Really? I yeah. prefer it. Because yeah. I really just, just do a, you know, who paid last time kind of thing. Okay, now it's my turn. That's really how I go. Uh, I also go credit card roulette. You guys do that? No. no how's put, that, how's put that your, work? Put your credit cards in a in a bag or something. You reach in and pull one out. That person pays. <laughs> Money bags. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck over there. No, you don't have to pay like three out of four times. That's I mean, true. it works out. Okay. But you have to bring a bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the important part okay, of it. Okay, got yeah. it. All right. Give me some line to Long Beach, Stephanie. This one's going to blow you guys away. Stephanie, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, so yeah, so I've been dating for a hot second, um, about a year or so, and the dating world's very different from the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people where when I go out and I meet somebody new, I typically always offer 50% um, to pay for the bills. That way it just avoids any sort of awkwardness. But I've been coming across more than a handful of guys that are justifying not paying for anything um, oh. because they've paid for dates in the past. What? Um, what? Like, like they have built up credit? Are they keeping score? I guess, but they're saying that because they put so much money down for all these dates and whatnot um, that they shouldn't have to pay for it no longer and they're refusing it. Hmm. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Is that a deal breaker for you, Stephanie? Usually, I try to look past it because I like looking at the person on the inside. Mm, that's the wrong no, answer. No, no, no. That's who that's that person Stephanie, is. When, Stephanie, when you're looking on the inside, look inside the wallet also. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm trying, 
thing and they get really get worked up. Like, it's like, okay, you know what? That's a no for me. We're but... still talking about dinner now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. All right. We got some real good ones here, you guys. Let's go to Jessica, line seven. She's in Upland. Here's a way to eat and not have to pay. Hey, Jessica. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Good morning. Tell us about your friend's move to not pay. Um, well, anytime we go out, um, he was just notorious for not paying. Um, he would always come up with an excuse like, well, I'm just going to just like hang out with you guys. So we all like, it'd be like a group of us, five or six of us. And, um, it comes around to like at, at the end of the dinner where everybody's just getting full and everybody's getting ready to pack their leftovers. Mm-hmm. And this guy would just be, oh, are you guys going to finish that? Are you going to finish that? And basically make his own meal out of everyone's leftovers. Oh. So he would sit there and watch you all eat until you were finished and then ask for leftovers. Yes. And is beer mug your friend? This person would basically have a meal of scraps. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, yeah. he's no dumb. But in, in your friend's defense, I mean, it wasn't costing anything for that person's food. Right? You already That's ordered true. it. That's true. Uh, no defense. No defense. Okay, no defense. My no defense. Okay. All right. Thank you. Let's do one more, guys. Let's make it Aaron Pasadena Line 6. A lot of ladies, by the way, encountering this, it sounds like. <laughs> Aaron, welcome to the show. You get the final word. Good morning. morning. Good morning. So we were at Chinese Food. We go to the counter. It was one of those places where you pay the hostess, and we get up there to pay the check. And I look over, and the guy's picking his teeth with a toothpick and not engaging at all. Just standing there. Wait. Well, if, if you pretend there's no bill, is there really a bill? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Allie, what's happening? Well, what's happening is yesterday I took a look at Twitter and saw that Pierce Morgan was trending. And I thought, oh, what is he trolling people with today? And, yep, it's typical Pierce Morgan where he says something Everybody gets flabbergasted. Oh, this guy's such an idiot. How can he? And he just sits there and giggles because he's a lonely, sad little man who only has this in his life. Is he trolling because he finds it funny or is he I trolling so. because he's a dick? Uh, probably a little bit of both, but bit. I think the majority of it is he likes to rile people up. That's what he does. Well, yesterday it was all about a picture that he tweeted, a photo of Daniel Craig carrying his daughter Ella in a front carrier mm-hmm. or a, a papoose, if you will. And he tweeted, oh, 007, not you as well. Hashtag papoose. Hashtag emasculated bond. So essentially saying carrying your baby in a front carrier or papoose means that you're less of a man. Yeah. Which, of course, people started freaking out about, including my sweet spirit, Chris Evans. Why get involved? Why you (laughs) Captain America? God damn it. So he wrote, you really have to be so uncertain of your own masculinity to concern yourself with how another man carries his child. Any man who wastes time quantifying masculinity is terrified on the inside. All true. Right. You're an unbelievably stupid man, aren't you? (laughs) To which Pierce Morgan fires back, Captain America wouldn't wear a papoose. I'm like, now you're just getting, come on. So then everybody started posting pictures, men, of them holding their babies in a front carrier saying... What a ridiculous argument. The whole thing was just insanity. But his point, which he tried to clarify later, was um, people saying, imagine 
believing carrying your baby in public is emasculating. And his point, he says, he's not carrying it. That's my point. He's using an emasculating papoose. James Bond would never use a papoose to carry his babies. Carrying a baby is harder work, but worth it for the unashamedly masculine joy of not wearing a papoose. So if a company does not come out with a papoose called emasculating papoose, you have done something wrong. <laughs> He's, it's, why? This is so much about nothing. Why do people get so worked up about things that he says? Well, because he's an idiot and he's clearly wrong. That's why people get worked up about it. Because he's adding to that toxic masculinity we talk about and needs to be taken down a peg and needs to have somebody explain to him that Daniel Craig was being a great father by taking his baby out like but that. But he, he, he was even saying James Bond. It. He, he wasn't even saying yeah. Daniel Craig. He was saying James Bond sometimes. Like, come on now. He doesn't truly believe I don't think that so wearing either. a papoose makes you less of a man. He knew it would fire people up. Yeah, and he's maybe. like, yep, nailed it. Woohoo, I'm Pierce Morgan. That's my job for the day. Oh, I just, I can't. You are a dangerous man espousing dangerous nonsense. Oh, thank you. Um, you might want to turn your radio down for a second if you haven't read or seen this article with Peter Dinklage hinting at the fate of his character. Oh. Yes, we Game all of know. Thrones? Yes, Game of Thrones. It's uh, Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Here's the thing. It doesn't look good. Here's his quote, which makes me laugh so hard. I feel very, very... Hmm, I'm trying to find the right word. I think he was given a very good conclusion. No matter what that is, death can be a great way out. <laughs> what, Peter? Death can be a great way out. A very good conclusion. Death can be a great way out. I think if I read between the lines... You die. Let me tell you what. That's that's legendary, my boy. It is legendary, <laughs> my boy. Right there. Interesting stuff. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. It wound up being a moment because of all the people's responses after this uh, Twitter user posted this message that made me really think about it. She wrote that Netflix-era kids are really missing out, not watching shows live. She said, they will never know the high-stakes adrenaline of running to the bathroom, fridge, bedroom in a single ad break with the beckoning call of a sibling screaming, it's on! <laughs> to send you hurtling over furniture to get back in time. And I thought about it, and it's just, it's school. And if you watched a show, that's the first thing you wanted to talk to your friends about the next day. Sure. Or at work, because you were all watching it at the same time. And people started, you know, chiming in with, you're missing it. Hurry up. I'm not peeing till the commercial. <laughs> all the different things you would say to each other. And then, oh, my God, what if the power ever went out during the season finale? You were just <laughs> screwed. You could never find that show again. And then people saying... How they would have more social gatherings about the show, whether it was talking about it at school or at work the next day, or even standalone events for, you know, watching the show at someone's home, like the big episode you all got together to watch yeah, it. It's the anticipation, I yeah. think, is fun. I feel like that's over, and maybe 
Netflix era kids are missing out. Well, I will tell you this. There are shows on Netflix that I really want to watch. Uh-huh. But if there's something else, you can always think, it's still going to be there yeah. next week. There's no, no rush. rush. And then you end up not seeing a lot of stuff because of that. Yeah. Before it was, you know, they called it appointment television because you knew where you were going to be on that Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And that's changed. Even with DVRs, it's all changed. This place better, though. I knew you'd think that. Well, I knew you would think it. How is on demand not better for the viewer? It is better for the viewer, but in terms of, you know, socially and things that we're now missing out on, I feel like there is kind of a disconnect. Well, you had friends, too. Oh, dear. That's where it's going to be, huh? That's, I mean, uh, that's where you're going to take it. I'm just, I was just watching your those, point. I was just watching those shows by myself anyway, so I might as well watch them <laughs> at a more convenient time. Oh, Dean. That's real sad. You have parents too, right? I do. Both <laughs> okay. of them. Yeah, just very much alive. They're very active okay. as well. Okay. Yes, they are. All right. <laughs> you may soon have a new little brother or sister too. <laughs> How dare you? I don't talk about it anymore. Hey, coming up. We're going to talk about an alias reboot. Whole reboot. And do you close your door at night, your bedroom door? Hmm. We're going to talk about maybe why you should or shouldn't. Oh. That's what we call a tease in right? the TV biz. Your bedroom door might kill you. Yes. Tonight at 11. Right? Yes. Sweeps, baby. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Flea, Bob Weir, Tim Robbins, and John Mayer. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. Look, I can't not say anything, so I'll say this. All right. If you love Incubus mm-hmm. and you love Halloween, mm-hmm. make sure you're a Kerox Street team member this week. Okay? Okay. Don't understand just... at all what you're hinting at. <laughs> I'm just saying, get on the Kerox Street Not even team. a little bit. Go to Kerox.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest comedian in the history of comedy is uh, someone, but I don't know about that. Taylor Williamson is here, though. Hey, Taylor, how are you? That's quite an introduction. I was so flattered for two seconds, an instant. How you been, Taylor? We miss you. We love you. We're always so happy to see you. I was waiting for like a butt or something. Right, of course. No, sin- sincerely, we always, you probably hear us say on the show, because I know you listen sometimes, that you're one of our very favorite people in the world, so it's a delight to have you back. How thank, you been? Thank you so much. But <laughs> I was about you to... haven't been funny recently. <laughs> oh. I, something's coming. I feel it no, like you do. No, genuinely, I, I say that sincerely. How right, have you, you. What have you been up to? You've been uh, Have you been uh, traversing this great country uh, making uh, making jokes? I was, You know what's funny is I was actually in uh, Peoria, Illinois recently. It's mm-hmm. a major market. Is it? Yeah, well, the big comedians, you go to, uh, <laughs> to Peoria. You know you're, you're killing it when you fly into a city then you have to like drive for three hours. You know? <laughs> right. And uh, But there's a, a guy came to my show because he listens to me on Kevin and Bean show. What? Oh, I, I saw that picture you posted. Really? Again. That was very cool. How cool is that? That's very cool. That's yeah. bizarre. Do you remember his name? I was Jim. Oh, <laughs> making it up. Taylor. Just making it up. Ben, Benji, Where do you Benji stay Jim? when you're on the road? You stay at a, at a Four Seasons? You make them put put up uh, first class accommodations? <laughs> Flying first class? What do you do? How why, do you travel? Why do you say that with a smile? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> I, I I travel. I, I stay in really nice hotels. You do okay. And uh, at the a limousine, I usually drive across the country in a limousine because <laughs> I don't want to fly. Like, I just don't know what life is on the road for you. It just it's it, very lonely. It could be, I was gonna say it could be. You go to a lot of like oh uh, I was like so what's open? There's two shows. You do a show at like seven thirty and a show at like nine thirty. You know, mm-hmm. and then you don't eat till later, which your doctor says you have acid reflux. You should eat 
before seven, you know? That's what okay. <laughs> and then you, you would only tell like midnight, what's open? They're like, oh, steak and shake. But they're not you're on the road. Like in LA, they'd say it as a joke, you know? Huh. Right. But like you're in Peoria, like, oh, there's a steak and shake. <laughs> Do they have an actual answer? Which, shout out to Peoria fans. I know they're all listening. All? Well, that one guy. Jim. Uh, Jim's got it. Yeah. All right. A couple things I want to ask uh, Taylor about before we get into the uh, the reason he's here, which is his big event uh, this Sunday at the Groundlings. Two things. Um, one is, did you recently go on a website to have your face rated? Oh yeah, sure. In a way, so there's like I got. Ex- I'm the, I'm a big deal, you know. Like ever since I've been on the Kevin and Bean show, like my life is just skyrocketing. Well, I feel like America's Got Talent may have had more to do with you being a big deal than this. But go ahead. Well, listen. Like I mean. Uh, the cool thing about LA, like half the time I get recognized, it's like America's a talent fan, and half the time it's like really scary people who come up to me like, "Hey," and I'm like, "What? Uh, yeah?" And they're like, "Hey, I listen, you on Kevin Bean? You're really funny." I'm like, "Oh my god, thank you." You know, your fans are <laughs> what scary. What are fans scare you? I they're just like really like large men with tattoos and stuff. You know, that's <laughs> accurate. Okay, but All they're right. so kind though. Anyways, right. so the, I got it. So uh, there's like a dating app for if you're like really cool, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I registered like two years ago, and they like rejected me. Did they? Aww. Okay. But then I got accepted recently, and it's a bunch of like famous people and models and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's oh. like amazing. So I get to like. What is it? I'm not supposed. To, I don't know. I think you can't talk about it because they they'll delete you for talking. They about call it, it Illuminati <laughs> Tinder. Oh, <laughs> Allie yeah. knows too. Right? What's oh, happening, yeah. Taylor? Before we get to the face part, there are models on there. Oh yeah. Now would you? Now do you do you do you go for that? Do you, I mean, do you try? No, I don't mean, be ridiculous. I wish, Who likes models? I mean, I wish there was a dating app that just showed their personality and you could swipe on that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know you're still hurting from breaking up with Heidi Klum, but are you willing to go back into dating another supermodel so soon? I mean, I being this is why we're friends. Like, I get what you're saying, but I think you can't you can't bring your baggage to the next relationship. Mm. You know? Okay. All right. I just wondered if Taylor is the kind of guy, because he's obviously very smart and talented, but he plays like he's not. I wonder if he actually has the confidence to swipe on one of these models and see if he could go out with her. Well, yeah, I have the confidence to push my fat thumb on a check mark. (laughs) That's not that hard. Yeah, but then you may have to follow through. What if she says yes, though? Yeah, I don't. I haven't gotten that far yet. Were you nervous when you had to apply to be a part of this fight club? dating site <laughs> well honestly what's nerve ner- like the only nervousness is like there's someone whose job it is to decide if you're cool enough right you know? and that's like, ridiculous that's i know that there's like one person who's like hey there's a guy who like lost on america's got talent <laughs> thinks he's as cool as like demi lovato is she know? on there i don't know oh, okay all right so it's a velvet rope life. of dating now how does the face rating come into it it's so complicated like you have to like upload like your faces you know and then you have to have choose a song what it, are you talking about? So it's like a music video of like your pictures. You make a music video? Oh, not music. It's like a bunch. Of, it's a, col- a collage. What do you call that? A collage. A collage. So you pick a bunch of pictures, then they put it to the song. Yeah. So like you oh, like, not I only see. have to be attra- more attractive. Do they pick the song? That's all. No, no, you, you, pick, you pick the I song. I understand. You pick the song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Huh. So what's your song, Taylor? I assume it's something bitching like "Eye of the Tiger," right? You know what's funny is I really regret bringing this up. No, come on. Oh, I'm fascinated with it because I don't know anything about it. Well, so. everyone's songs are like Drake songs and like right. all these like sexy songs. Never that don't play on K Rock. Did know? you Did you think of using this? Whoopie dee scoop, scoop dee dee whoop. 
Whoop de scoop de poop. I mean, that would get people's attention <laughs> in your little slideshow. Well, that's the thing is like, do you go silly? Like, how silly do you go? Like, I know a guy who's like, his dating apps are all silly, mm -hmm. but he's like really cool, you know? Mm hmm. And, like, I'm really cool, but, like, I, people don't know that. You know? Right. <laughs> so I have to, like, let them know. Sure. But, see, now, that's also interesting because you're a professional comedian, so people can already see that in your profile. So maybe you want to show the other side of you and show that you can also be a regular real person, too. Maybe well, you don't want to go silly with the montage. Bean, that's what I was thinking. So what song... Can we pick a song for you? <laughs> what song do you... Make a montage. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I, well, what, what was the song called that you just played? Uh, Poopity Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Poopity Scoop by Kanye. <laughs> right. So what did uh, uploading the picture of your face, what did it tell you about? What do they? What feedback do you get on that? Do they decide whether you're you're attractive enough? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, yeah. so when when I registered, uh, they go, um, do you have any refer people that you want to use as referrals, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, like, I'm embarrassed to be like... Uh, to call like my uh, acquaintance who's like famously, you know, and be like, whoever talk about it, be like, hey, Hannibal, do you, how's uh, can I use your name? Haven't talked to you in three years. <laughs> can I use your name as a refer? That's embarrassing. You have embarrassing. to get a referral from somebody who's already on it. Well, you don't need it, but it says, do you want to refer? And I, and I was like, you know what? Respectfully, like I'm the second most talented person in America. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I'm I not. Mean, that season. Uh, 2013, recently, you know? <laughs> um, so in, in the scheme of the, the world, it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the world's been around for 5,000 years, I was right. just told. So uh, that's, you know. Yes, that's accurate. That's uh, science. <laughs> so, <laughs> Everything coming out of your mouth is accurate. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, so then, uh, so then um, I, uh, so I was like, I don't need a referral, you know? And then it goes, are you, I swear it goes, are you sure? Oh, come on. <laughs> They're swear, just attacking you. To God, trying because, to tear you down, see what you, how, how you handle pressure. And then I was like, you know what? Like, then I thought, just, do I just type it? In, like Amy Schumer, <laughs> like just putting names, you know. And then I, I was like, you know what? I don't need a referral. I'm good. I'm I'm proud of where I'm at, you know. Mm -hmm. And then uh, then it's like uh, it will let you know in 48 hours, and it's like you've been waitlisted. And then you can't. And the thing is, I deleted it. I was like, I'll try again with referrals, but they 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 read. It. You're already in. What? Oh, so you're already in the system. So it's even good. if you delete it, you're still in the system. Yeah, it's very. And they said yes to you this time. Two years later, so I like I emailed them. I was like, hey, uh, how's it going? And they're like, all right. All right, we'll let you in because of the follow-up call. But I'm, like, less famous <laughs> than I was two years ago. Don't tell them that. You know? that, just sounds like, that just sounds like a tremendous amount of pressure. And by the way, and I know we have to take a break. Our friend Taylor Williamson is here. We'll tell you about the Taylor Talk Show coming up this Sunday at the Groundlings. But why do you, a famous person who travels the country, who has lots of fans, why do you even need a dating app? I mean, yeah. I agree. I mean, if you guys, uh, I need a girlfriend, okay? That's the reason I'm here. Like, I have a show. Like, That's the reason you're here? Yeah, like, I need a girlfriend, preferably a celebrity. Okay. okay. But I know you have a lot of celebrities listening, like Noodles from The Offspring. <laughs> Do you, and you would like him? Yeah, because he probably would go out with you. I mean, he's married, but yeah. we could probably work something out. Sure. I you mean, could be a side chick. There's seven days in a week. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that's an excellent point, Taylor. <laughs> Thank you. Taylor's going to be at the Groundlings on Melrose West of La Brea this Sunday with something called Taylor's Talk Show. Tickets are on sale now. Just 10 bucks at groundlings.com for 16 and up. We're going to find out all about it with our guests right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Our friend Taylor Williamson in studio with us now on the Kevin and Bean Show on Twitter at Taylor Comedy, taylorwilliamson.com. What is 
Taylor's talk show happening this Sunday at the Groundlings. Oh, I'm so I'm really super excited about it. Like I'm sure people come into like I'm really excited about a thing, but they don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I'm like really excited. I, uh, so I got together. I have this like show that I've wanted to make as a TV show, mm-hmm. and I decided I'm just gonna put it up live once a month and. Uh, and then go on a Kevin and Bean show and make a, people think it's really cool so they want to make it, you know? And uh, so I, I got together with all my... I have so many friends and like my old roommates in the Groundlings main company, uh, Kyle Kennedy, and uh, I've always... People are really t- more talented than me. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. And uh, so I created this show. It's like a talk show. It's a sketch show. It's improv. It's just a uh, uh, comedy circus of ridiculousness. And so you're it's the like host a late this? night talk show, but live on a stage. Right, but it's like not a talk. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse mixed with Larry Sanders show. It's oh, like wow. we wrote a whole oh. script every time. And then um, oh. we have a celebrity guest every time. Dr. Drew did it. Did he? Yeah. We, Dr. Drew was on your show? Huh. Yeah, I don't think he, uh, he's he's the greatest. I don't think he understands he's a famous person. Like, other famous people, I'm like, hey, you want to do my show? They're like, uh, you know? And <laughs> he's the one guy who's like, hey, can I do your show? He can't, he can't say no, though, yeah. Dr. Drew. Any microphone ever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I walked into a Target once, and he was making announcements. <laughs> I mean, the guy loves the microphone. <laughs> so, wait. So, if there's a script, so does that mean he was playing a part, or were, was he just in? Improving on the spot. So there's some improv stuff. So like I had him come in and uh, we did a, a bit where he answers questions from the people sent in. And okay. And um, the questions may have been like secretly from me, you know. Sure. And uh, just a lot of fun, you know. Uh, we have a very special guest this Sunday. Uh, yeah, he's a special guest, but a very special guest. Mike Catherwood's going to do it. That's all right. You guys know Mike Catherwood. So uh, I'm I'm so grateful that uh, Tick Notaro did it. Uh, Tony Cavallero, who started School of Rock on Nickelodeon, and. Uh, I'm just taking advantage of people who are... Anyone that you know? Any, anyone I know who's available, you know? <laughs> so that, that sounds super fun for you. So is it satisfying to to do it live? Or is the whole goal of this is that you're trying to get somebody to see it so they can make it a TV show? No, I mean, that's my douchey Hollywood brain. It's on my brain. It's so much fun. It's actually terrifying because my... Uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy for 15 years. You know, I do stand-up uh, a few nights a week and what? stuff. I, I'm a, <laughs> You're a comedian? Did you know that? <laughs> and then, uh, but this is so different. So, like, it's, with stand-up comedy, I can go to the comedy store and uh, practice my jokes. Before, then I go on the road and people, they're going to be good. They know they're going to see good jokes, hopefully. Right. They, 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 don't, they, they don't know they're not going to see good jokes, <laughs> but I know. But, but, like, on this show, it's all brand new stuff. And it's like probably seventy percent scripted and thirty percent improvised, so it could be a disaster. And like, it's so, very scary. It sounds for frightening. Me. How yeah. fun though! But it's fun. And it's it really does sound fun. It's fun collaborating with other comedy writers. Something yeah. I never get to do and uh, writing a whole show. And um, you're sort of giving up control to a lot of other people to kind of fill it in and make it something different. Yeah. Then there's like an audience participation part, and if there's someone. Doesn't want to, they don't want to participate. It's just a train wreck. And it's gotten well so far. We're like three for three somehow. So Are you uh, taping these as well? Yeah, we're filming it. I was thinking about like live streaming it, but then mm-hmm. I was like, what am I doing with my life? You know? I was like, <laughs> I just have a good show. Does everything have to have like, do I need people like, like I felt so good after all the shows so far. Like I don't need to go home and have some like, so-and-so says this show sucks, you know? But, I mean, they're but, just saying that to themselves. So that you don't have to hear it, probably. The I'm, the million, the, oh, what, the, what? Wow, I'm just saying the people. <laughs> God. Well, uh, sir. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, come on, I thought we were all having fun. <laughs> well, we were until Taylor started crying. <laughs> uh, do you have any Kleenexes for my tears? My donut, Seriously. Sorry. It is tough, though, and I, I, I'm not suggesting you're doing a parody of a talk show, but, I mean, you mentioned Larry Sanders. It's kind of, once Eric Andre has done his talk show, it's kind of tough to do anything else with a talk show, isn't it? 
I agree, and I, I found that the the way to show that this is diff- to prove that it's different, I have to sh- I have to do it and let people come see. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's completely different than all these other shows, and because uh, everything's been done before, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, it has been in this format. Yeah. All right. Speaking of comedians, Taylor, and by the way, Groundlings.com, sixteen and up tickets, just ten bucks for this Sunday, eight p.m. If you want to see Taylor Stark show in person, sounds like a lot of fun. Speaking of comedians. I heard you mention recently, and Allie is going to squeal when I say this, that one of your life's goal is to meet Mel Brooks. <gasps> yeah, what, what, that's random. Are you, is he, is he, is he going to come out? Yeah. He, Mel, uh, come on in. <laughs> I, I love him. How, how do you know that? Well, uh, forget how I know it. Allie, talk about uh, how you and Taylor can team up to make this happen together yeah. because it's both of your wishes. It's all I want in life is to sit with Mel Brooks and watch Jeopardy and eat soup. With, and Carl? It seems very specific. Carl Reiner, absolutely. It would be great if he was there. Yeah. Um, but Mel Brooks is my absolute hero. I have loved him since I was a little girl when my dad was showing me Mel Brooks movies at way too young of an age. And it totally, <laughs> he shaped my whole sense but, of humor, But, Allie, this is what I don't understand about mm-hmm. you is because I feel like you have similar feelings for Conan, yet mm-hmm. you won't meet him. <laughs> you won't true. meet yeah. Conan. You'll fall apart, you say, if you meet Conan, yet right. somehow you'd be okay to meet Mel Brooks. Why? I don't know. I Because maybe I don't think of Mel Brooks in a sexual way. Like, I mean, I still would if he wanted to. Because <laughs> um, he's a legend, right? I'd do it for the story. Sure. Yeah. But uh, Conan, I feel like I'd be like, oh, my God, does he think I look fat in this? Oh, my God, I should do my hair different. It's crazy, and I hear myself, and I don't want to keep talking. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, what's your strategy to meet Mel Brooks' comedy idol? And because would you? And would you? Yeah, I mean. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I'm not sexually attracted to Mel but Brooks. would you? Yeah, of oh, course. That, like, sure. Make love to him. Right? I mean, sure. Like tender. <laughs> so tender. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, like, I'm down to go, yes, and the joke, but then she yes, and, yes, yes, and it, and mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, now. No. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'll make love to him, and then she's like, so tender. And I'm like, I don't know about tender. Like, oh, he likes it you rough. You do it rough. Yeah. yeah. That's what Taylor would do. Wait, wait. <laughs> Is that the opposite of tender? I mean, I would think. So is there ever a situation, because he's comedy legend Mel Brooks, where you guys could be in the same place at the same time, where it's possible you might be? We're not going to have a threesome with Mel Brooks. I'm not being. suggesting that. I'm just saying, do you have a plan? I mean, yes, I would. Again. <laughs> <laughs> the problem? Why so tight? I met Jerry Lewis. Not what we're talking about. Okay. I'm sorry. No, Bye. but it's, it's very similar. Comedy <laughs> legend Jerry Lewis, before Thank he you. passed, you mm-hmm. met him. You B- shook his hand? Before he passed, I met him. That's okay. And uh, it was actually really, this is a brag, you know, but uh, he, uh, so I, I got to go to meet and greet and uh, meet him after his show where, uh, he, you know, he just said some, he's a great man, you know, <laughs> and then uh, he said some things that are like, oh, that was, that's uh, 2015, uh, that's a racist thing to say, but it's probably funny <laughs> oh, 50 was, years ago. He was very uh, politically incorrect in the last few years of his life, for sure. But I respect, you know, like Cinder Fellow, you know, so, but I got to meet him and I, I was like, I'm a, com- I'm a comedian, I just want to say you think you're amazing, and he's like, I, I know who you are. You kept me out up one night. He like watched America's Got Talent. Is I guess. that right? Wow. And then he's, he's like, uh, yeah, is he, he mad at you for that? <laughs> I didn't get enough sleep that night. <laughs> sleep. He's like, he said, uh, you're really funny. And I was like, thank you. I was like so flattered. And he's like, you have the right look for a comedian. You look sick. <laughs> 
That's, Excellent. That's a funny line. I was so happy. Then I told all my uh, my friends who are comedians and all the girls, they're just like, he hates women. And I'm like, all right, but yeah. But, but yeah. You know? Mel Brooks, uh, he loves women. He loves everyone. He's, he's a great way. man. Well, he's going to love your threesome. All right, listen, Taylor Williamson's Taylor Talk Show is going to be at the Groundlings this Sunday night. Get your tickets at groundlings.com. Before you go, Taylor, it's round two of 60 Seconds with Taylor Williamson. You ready for the first answer that comes to your mind? Yes. <laughs> Why do you look scared? I Because I forgot about this. All right, here we go. 60 Seconds with Taylor Williamson. Candy corn, sweet, tasty treat, or the taste of ass? Those are the options? Yep. I Sweet tasting oh, treat. Wrong answer. Sorry. <laughs> uh, do you have groupies waiting for you after every show? Um. Yes. Like, there's a guy from Peoria who listens <laughs> to your show. Um, have you ever walked out of a movie? No, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense. If I pay the even money, if it's bad, I have to. I, I I have to watch the movie till the end, even if I don't like it. All right. Of the three of us, me, Allie, and Bean, who do you like the least? I mean, honestly, you. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you in general. In that comparison, <laughs> what superpower would you choose? Um, to to uh, to end poverty around the world. I'm just kidding. I want to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> Good lord. I mean, what? I know. I mean, now I'm like, I, you know what? I don't, I uh, don't, I didn't vote for him. <laughs> oh my God. I've never heard Taylor so, so flustered. flustered. Well, because you have to pretend you like him in Peoria, you know? Sure. But in LA, I don't have to so do that. So you can sell tickets there? I got you. Well, I forgot you're international now because of podcasting, so I'm scared to say I don't like him. Well, I don't gonna, like him. It's going to be a travel band now. All right, Taylor, have fun on Sunday night. Come see us anytime, my friend. What can I say that really fast? Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Catherine's going to be there. Also, Dave uh, doesn't pay for food. What? Dave, uh, Dave King of Mexico doesn't pay for food when you have dinner. Is that him. right? I you went, were oh, listening earlier. I we were talking to... about skipping out on the bill. That wasn't worth stopping the show for, I don't Not think. Not really, but King of Mexico does that? Okay, keep going. Uh, uh, yes, he, he, what I like about him is he doesn't even like take, pretend to take out his wallet. He, he just, just says, waits. He just like he's so comfortable. I was like, I got this. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love you, Dan. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. We appreciate it. Thank you. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Look, look, look. You guys were accusing me earlier of of not being a good Dodger fan, right? Uh, I I believe in the Dodgers, mm-hmm. and I think the Dodgers are going to win this. Oh, year. you should have said some of that. <laughs> I, I did. I got to that. But what I'm saying is, there were a lot of bad things that happened last night, right? And uh, it was not it was not helping the cause, is what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. This uh, Yasmani but- Grandal has got to be run out of town on a rail, right? Oof. I mean, seriously, he's got to be. I don't want to say put down. That's harsh. <laughs> but but, ma- but certainly maimed, right? I don't think maimed. Maybe really? he's obviously in his head. There's some sort of mental block. It's not good. But give him some time, at least through the end of, of, of this. Of this playoff. <laughs> just let, let Austin step in. Everything's going to be fine. It didn't help that he had another pass ball. He had struck out earlier in the game, and he came up with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. Talk about being ready for redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then struck out again. I mean, that didn't help. But he, never... he, he at least uh, swung the bat. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, no, uh, he just watched. Uh, okay. He just watched yeah. three strikes come right at him right in a row here. No, he sw- Rally's right. He swung the bat at the bat holder in the dugout. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. When he, when he got uh, back to the dugout. First hit he's had. So, uh, you know what? I actually related to him then. I felt closest to him. I guess my point is, is that all hope is not lost. I'm feeling good about today. So go Dodgers. Mugs, it's been a rough time at your house. You're, uh, I know you're, uh, your mom is a uh, is not even a Fairweather fan. She's down on the Dodgers even when they're winning. She's yeah. the worst. They must be winning at all times. At all to be satisfied. Now, you uh, you ran a little tape. The K-Rock microphones were there uh, surreptitiously. You actually recorded her watching. Which game was it you guys were sitting down to? It was game one of game the one. NLCS. The Dodgers, and they ended up losing, losing, losing that game. Yes. Okay. With Our- a strong comeback, almost just fell a little bit short in the ninth inning with a man on third, but they did not make it. So Muggs is secretly recording Mama Muggs to find out exactly what's going on in that brain of hers. Mom, what's going on? What are you talking about? With this game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh that they were down like one run and right. it was like the second inning. Bugs, your mom claims to be we and we've spoken with her on the year before. She claims to be a lifelong Dodgers fan. When the Dodgers are in the playoffs, does she enjoy it at all? Is she excited? Does she look forward to it or is it just misery? She's excited before the game before the first pitch. And then once the first pitch happens, I mean That's it's... A, such a weird form of sports enthusiasm is as soon as the game starts if if what would it take for her to be happy every batter that comes up to hit a home run either that or if the dodgers just open up the gates and it was like seven nothing mm-hmm. and they were winning everyone would love that yeah <laughs> yeah but uh no i mean i mean the minute that they go down a run she's out she cannot watch All right but but she's seen enough baseball in her life to know that it's not insurmountable to be down a run. Anyone that's a sports fan has seen their team. You're devastated, and then they come back, and it's so yeah. much sweeter, those games. You, you would think you would think that she's, mm. you know, been going to Dodger games since they played in Brooklyn. She would know that, but no, not at all. Did you record this after you came back from recording Cheers with Mugs? I might have, yeah. Uh-oh. I might have been. Uh... Hmm. I mean... The good thing is, is, this is the best of seven series, so... Wait till tomorrow. Same bullshit. <laughs> I mean, who should be you? What a horrible house to grow up in. This is why I drink, Kevin, before I start What's recording. Happening? I just, that's the only way I could tolerate it. And by the way, that game two, the one she was uh, dreading so much, the Dodgers did they come did back win. Yeah. and win from yeah. behind. Guess what? She didn't see it. Hmm. <laughs> she turns off the game when they get behind. Yeah, she'll turn off the game. I've she'll... never heard of that except for your mom. Mm-hmm. Even in the playoffs. Even in the Even playoffs. In the NLCF, it like... makes it, it's worse. It's oh, worse in the playoffs. Wow, really? It's worse in the playoffs. I mean, hmm. yesterday when they were uh when the Brewers scored one run, it was one nothing. She's like, I can't. I just can't. That's the worst. It wow. was the first inning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Does she know there's more innings to come in the baseball yes. game? Maybe she's confused about the game. No, she knows very well how the game is played. Okay. All right. Let's try some more. What do you think is going to happen here, Mom? He's going to get out. <laughs> He'll strike out. Ugh. Oh, this baseball. How does sports give you so much anxiety? Strike two. That was off the plate again. Well, that umpire wants a free hamburger tomorrow. Wow, see, Muggs learned that from Bean because they were giving out free hamburgers at the Brewers one. <laughs> Woohoo! Now they can't talk about baseball too long, so Muggs walks right to the phone and orders food. Yeah, I'd like a large, uh, medium topping pizza, please. It's 
Three times, large three times pizza. <laughs> He's just trying to get rid of the hangover, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think. Something. Now, stress eating? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> now back to the game. Don't try to steal. <laughs> Who says don't try to steal? I mean, don't you sort of want your players to get in better scoring positions? Yeah. Absolutely. You want them to steal if they can do it, if they can get away with it. Yeah, right. She just It's just mi- mi- Miss Negative out of her. Now Mama Muggs suspects something because Muggs asked her to repeat herself one too many times. Uh-oh. So she's like, why is this happening? Are you recording? No. Where's the, where's the recorder? I put it away. It's not even here. You can't even fool his mom. Are you recording? <laughs> no. I put it away, meaning I had it. Right. right. It was recording. It's, and it's not, in this, it's not in this room. It's in another room. It's not this one. <laughs> I would take my life if I had to watch any sporting event at your house. It's rough, Any Kevin, sporting it's event. It's hard. It's, well, Muggs has told us before that he leaves his house and goes I would, to a yes. bar to watch the game sometimes just to enjoy it. I would, yeah. too, because at least you can have the enthusiasm of... We've got great players, and even mm-hmm. though they're behind, they can still do this. Yeah. yeah. At least there's that thought. Um, she is already written off this series. Like, in her mind, there's oh, that's no... Oh, that's still to come. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She'll answer that in a minute. That was their last chance. No, they still have one more, I bet. Yeah, but it's not going to have first and third. But So they have, they have another at bat, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is three outs, right, at that point? Yeah. Okay. And she's saying, yes, but we don't have guys on first and third, so there's no way. It hasn't even happened As yet. As if they can't get bases loaded the right. next inning even. Already writing it off. That's what oh, she wow. does. She's the best. If they can hold on this inning, it'll still be a two-run ball game. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> don't place a bet on it because it's not going to happen. Mom, that's why you never see any good moments, comebacks in, in any sports. Well said, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, your mom at some point should say, why are you slurring so much? <laughs> Get the man a pizza. Does your mom not care about you at all? I guess that's how I normally sound, so it's just another day with her Back to me. F- back to food. What is that? Are you going to want to eat your Panda Express? That's mom's. Mom, are you going to eat it at some point? No. You're not? <laughs> So, wait, Muggs, are you trying to eat their Panda Express because you're so hungry waiting for your pizza to arrive? Or or did your pizza already come and you're still hungry? No, the pizza was still on its way. I I wanted an appetizer. So that was the meal before the meal. Yeah. You know, you got to do it that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin Turner made an error, I think, at third base. Just went out of his glove. No, he wanted to throw it before he had it. It hit his glove. Yeah. No bobbling. Yeah, he bottled it. He flubbed it. Yeah. Now that's four errors. I think we, your dad is really clarifying it for us. <laughs> <laughs> he bobbled it. It hit his glove and he tried to throw it too soon. That's an error. He bobbled it. That's Papa Mugs right there. Yeah. Piece of paper. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just a phone call. <laughs> How unhappy are your parents? <laughs> the phone is just... All, the, all that's happening is the phone rang. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Now, now I got to deal with this? Oh. You live with the bunkers. This is crazy. <laughs> Good reference. No, Dad. The Dodgers haven't won the World Series in 30 years. And they're not going to win this championship series. There you go, Bean. Okay, there there you go. 
Well, it's inconceivable. There's no pathway for right. the Dodgers to come back from. They don't from, have good the, pitching. From and losing the first game, there's no way they can that, come back from it. This was after game one. Matt, game Ke- one. Yeah. Yeah. Kike Hernandez said that there was not enough energy in the stadium. I think we should bring Mama Mugs to the stadium today. Um, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And finally. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Just looking at hashtag horse face right now on my social media. This is, uh, is this real life, you guys? I feel like Hashtag horse face? Hashtag horse face. Okay. Trending right now on all social media. You can guess why, Kevin. I I just feel like the... I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. I just feel like those videos where the kids are coming out of anesthesia after going to the dentist, and they're like, (laughs) is this real life? That's what it feels like in real life right now. This sucks, too, because normally hashtag horse face brings me a lot of positivity by looking at beautiful horse faces. (laughs) So this is really, really bumps It's ruining it for me. I thought uh, Sex and the City was coming back. When I saw that, (laughs) I thought, oh, that's... I'll allow it. Fantastic news about Sarah Jessica Parker, but in fact, it's something completely different. All right, 9.39 Tuesday morning, time for our final look at what's happening. Here's Allie. Guys, we usually do great news on Monday. Yes. Where there's so much anger, so much just negativity in the news. We like to bring you something positive. Get your Monday started right. Can I bring you a little great news on a Tuesday? Anytime. Travis Barker has tweeted this. I'll be back at Palms in Vegas with Blink-182 this month. What songs don't you want to hear than a crying happy face? That's great news. So, Blink-182, Back at the Palms, October 26th and 27th. Those are the dates that they have listed on the Palms website. So, that is fantastic news, you guys. If you need a drummer on your new album, I could do that. Mm. I think they're good. I think uh, Travis just said he'll he'll be back. I, myself, am a drummer. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. No thanks. I think uh, that's a hard pass. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me let me tell you guys something. I'm a drummer. Uh-huh. Okay. I love beats. Uh-huh. I'm not good at producing beats, but let me tell you, I could get behind a kit and play the drums. If you guys ever need a drummer. Okay. We got it. He's making himself available. Got it. Thank you, Beer Mug. Uh, I think they're all set. So, Imagine running now. that by him. <laughs> Listen, uh, Mark. We know Trav's having a hard time, but. Uh, we got we got Beer Mug got just for the you. guy for you. Also, he, Beer Mug's would be fine in Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to cause no issue. Yeah. Be at the show right on time. Yeah. Let him in. Definitely sober. <laughs> good, good time. Well, we've been talking a lot about Kanye West and what seems to be a a bit of a breakdown with him saying he's off his meds and then saying, well, no, I'm not bipolar, even though that's what I was diagnosed as. He's now saying it was just sleep deprivation. Well, Kanye's New York Times uh, talk was scheduled for tomorrow with Charlemagne the God at New York City Hall, and it has been canceled. And Charlemagne explained the rationale behind the cancellation by saying, quote, Normalizing being mentally healthy is a conversation that I really wanted to have with Kanye because he's been so vocal about his own mental health struggles. Unfortunately, I think to have that conversation with him right now would not be productive and a total distraction from the point of the convo, which is to eradicate the stigma of mental health, especially in the black community. So Cancelled. I will say this, for (laughs) as much heat as... Charlemagne the God and the Breakfast Club gets canceled. He, he would have gotten a lot of publicity by keeping this going. Yeah, I, I think he definitely did the right thing. Yeah, canceled. 
You could stop uh, doing that, I think. But it is. It's yeah. like a, it would be like doing like an acting seminar with Nick Cage right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not the right guy. <laughs> wow. Not the right guy, not the right time. No. <gasps> seen Mandy, though. Did you see it? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Wild. People either really love it or people are angry that people really loved it. Yeah, it's not It's not great. Uh-huh. But it's good if you love actors who are like, ah! Like, you know, like, like, ah! Like, it's like their Like hair, chewing up the scenery yeah, like their hairline is acting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. You'll love Mandy. All right. Good times. Kevin, is it you that loved Sherlock Yes. Oh, so great. Well, BBC. Me too, me too, me too. Oh, so and Bean? Yeah. I love Sherlock. Jensen? No. Okay, all so right. I've never great. seen the it. The BBC version is so great I've with heard Benedict really Cumberbatch. Things. Yeah, I've heard good things. Ooh. Well, BBC One and Netflix have announced a new project from those creators of Sherlock, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis. What they do. <laughs> they have ordered Dracula, a television adaptation of Bram Stoker's classic vampire novel. It's going to be a three-part, 90-minute miniseries. That's what they do every time. That Every Sherlock season is three 90 minutes, and that's well, it. They're out. That's it. Here's the synopsis. In Transylvania in 1897, the blood-drinking count is drawing his plans against Victorian London. And be warned, the dead travel fast. Vampires come out at night. They they do. They have to. Can't wait. Yeah, that sounds real good. Do we know when? Um, We do. Is this helpful? Mm -mm. As I scroll this. No, don't worry about it. Uh, it's going to premiere on BBC One in the UK and then launch elsewhere on Netflix at some point. Okay. Next, probably next year. At yeah. some point. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say next that year. That sounds great. Yeah. While you're on Netflix, uh, the, ha the Haunting of Hill House. I've heard. I've heard that's from too. Mike Flanagan, people yes. are saying, is also a very good series. People are saying they watched it, like, hoping to get into a Halloween-y mood, and yeah. then it totally took these turns, and it wound up being a really, like, thought-provoking awesome show. Yeah, he's awesome. Mike Flanagan did Gerald's Game for Netflix, and uh -huh. he did Hush, which is really good. Um, and he's sort of saving the lower budget horror. Wow. Uh, and he's great. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about that. Our friend Matt Fowler from IGN said he cried at the end of it. He's like, oh. was I expecting that at all? <laughs> no. So that looks uh, looks real good, you guys. Now, why is that not too much TV, Jensen? Oh, because I pick and choose very lightly. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to go for. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's it. Also, Dracula sounds like that's perfect. Oh, sounds yeah, so good. sounds real good. Yeah, no, but everything else, too much TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, guys, Taco Bell, they're back. Well, they never went anywhere, but they're back for this big World Series promotion that they've done now. What they do. For seven years, it's called Steal a Base, Steal a Taco. It is back. So, during the World Series, the first time someone steals a base, you're going to be like, yes, I get a free taco. So, circle this date on your calendar, November 1st, from 2 to 6 p.m. After all the games have been played, that's when you can redeem that <laughs> taco. I mean, it's weird, right? Yes. Just one taco? Well, I mean, they're going to have a stolen base. Just give me a taco. Just give it, yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. But November 1st from 2 to 6 p.m. How's Taco Bell going to make money off of that? That's a good question. That's a great question. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys, I don't know why I love this story so much, but disturbed singer David Draymond has uh, experienced a moment of clarity. 
And it also helps that they have a new album coming out October 19th. So Disturbed back in the headlines. But this reason is amazing. He was talking to a German outlet and he said he had this moment of clarity and this executive decision to remove the double piercing that he has in his chin. It resembles talons or hooks hanging below your mouth. Right. He said, quote, they're kind of a pain in the butt, to be honest. It just felt kind of weird walking around like a 45-year-old Hot Topic kid. <laughs> I just felt it was time. And I respect that. Mm. I respect point. it. Well, if Papa Roach stops wearing wallet chains, oh, it's I over. Mean, that's, a, that's a turning point it's for not ridiculous. so many of us. I'll never want to be alive again. <laughs> so true. I'll want to cut my life into pieces. <laughs> oh, is that your last resort? It's or? close. No, yeah. okay. I hate you both. As well you should. Well, Ariana Grande has posted on her social media for the first time since news broke that she and her fiancé, Pete Davidson, have ended their engagement and they're going their separate ways. She posted a script page from the upcoming special, A Very Wicked Halloween, celebrating 15 years on Broadway. So a lot of people were wondering, since she's been canceling a lot of appearances, if she would still be doing this. It indeed looks like she will because it's taping today. And she tweeted, honored to be included in this celebration of 15 years of my favorite musical of all time. Wouldn't miss it for the whole universe. Hashtag Wicked 15. That's special. Hashtag suck it, Pete. Suck it, Pete. I'm going to this. Uh, the special will air on October 29th on NBC. And in case you missed it. Sources close to the singer say that she returned the $100,000 diamond ring that Pete Davidson gave her, but the status of Piggy Smalls, their it's the little... Only, it's the only thing people it, care about. As yeah. well they should. What's happening to the pig? The teacup pig will be staying with Ariana Grande. Doesn't sound happy. I feel like the pig <laughs> should not be a good happier sound with that news. No. Who's with me, right? Pigs are delightful. Imagine yes, if that's are. the noise a teacup pig made. That would be terrifying. That would be awesome. All right. I've met some kids who sound like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bing, some do you want to um, do you want to do your pig chunk that we got to listen to during the break? No, I don't. But I'm still steamed about it. <laughs> Good <laughs> God, you were I so mean, angry I'm about out it. Basically, yes. Bean was angry that that pig was described as the size of a mini horse because he thinks that describing an animal that is clearly more commercial than a mini horse it's a bad comparison they should have just said the pig is the size of a large pig right, right. people don't even know the size of a mini horse well this why would that, they do that he's all that, upset that's that pig that got loose in california that you saw the viral video of the officer yes. luring him with doritos and every article described the pig as being the size of a different animal when a pig is already an animal that people know about but it I just think it seemed like weird think, journalism uh, to me. Bean, you've owned pigs, so you know yes. how big they can get. But I think when people think of a pig, they think of a cute little pink pig mm-hmm. that isn't the size of a wild boar, which are huge and all hairy and gross. They think of a little pink pig. So I think it was it was a fair comparison. Accurate, yeah. But don't people live in the world where there's lots of stories about farms and there's lots of 
Oh. But I mean, there are. I spend, my I spend my entire day looking at stories about farms. <laughs> Look, no, here's what I'm saying. A, a pig, you guys, uh -huh. there are millions of pigs right. in the United States. Yeah. Millions of pigs. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about some obscure animal that's living in a jungle in New Guinea that no one has ever photographed before. Pigs and their photos right. are pretty widely available. And this is what you're picking are there different to make your stand sizes on. of pigs, Bean? Yeah, one of them's the size of a mini horse. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, they are now not, it makes sense. Yes, they are not just cut and dry. This is the size of a pig. Well, I don't know why you have to cut and dry them. I'd prefer they stay alive. But my point is, the pig is the size of a pig. You don't need to compare it to a mini horse. That's, that's all I'm saying. Completely irrelevant to Piggy Smalls, by the way, who is, as you mentioned, is a teacup pig. Right. Which so is the, the size of a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beer stein. Is that why they call it teacup? Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. No worries. <laughs> Happy to help. Whew. Some birthdays for you. Happy birthday to Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead and his pal John Mayer that mm -hmm. tours with them, which is, again, just so weird. I've seen that uh, show and it's great. Have you? Dead and yeah. Co. Mm-hmm. Dead and Co. Mm -hmm. I think my friend Jackie used to do some shows with them. Good Stay story. On target. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to buy the rights to that story if that's cool. No, someone Google Jackie. Information is man. Yeah, Jackie Green. He used to do some shows with them. No? All right. Happy birthday to Flea and Tim Robbins, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Sally. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. on K-Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Bean makes us guess. We've got live music from Mumford & Sons. How about yes. that? How about mm -hmm. that? And we've got your uh, tickets to see the gorillas at the HD Radio Sound Space and at Demon Days as well tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.